Hello, Chris. Good, good early morning, mm. early afternoon, late morning. How are you? It's it's great, man. Just happy to be here on a Sunday. I went to church this morning, um, mm-hmm. so now I'm just getting settled for a nice pancake breakfast. Uh, you know, just another <laughs> Sunday. Wow. When's the last time you ate a pancake, Chris? Probably with your ass, because you would order them for the table. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's been a minute. You're talking about table cakes? Wow. I haven't ordered a table cakes in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I totally I forgot have, about that. I do like pancakes. I mean, I think I prefer waffles. I don't know if there's, I don't know why I pit those two against each other. Well, um, I mean, but. it's pretty, it's pretty obvious why they would be pitted against each other. They often appear on the menu as a side by side option, not unlike a sausage or bacon option. What would you choose in that showdown? Uh, I'm a, I'm a pancake man, and I'm also a bacon man. I, yeah, I, but I, I love a waffle, but a waffle is a lot. It's, it's like a, to me, like it, it fills up the tum tum too fast. And I think a pancake, even though, even though I, they're very similar to a waffle, I, th- I think the aeration in there is much higher. So you're eating something that looks big, but there's actually a lot of oxygen mm. in there and, and you're able to lay a lot of flaps down. And then to me, you know, bacon over sausage, that's, that's all day. Yeah, I mean, I sausage is disgusting. I've never liked that. Obviously, it's been a long time, but I was always a bacon head. You know, I, I eat sausage a decent amount. I love me a hot dog, but I, I kind of agree. Sausage in general is kind of nasty. It's just weird it just, to me. So, something about it just doesn't do much for me. You know what I mean? Especially, I, I really don't like like vegetarian versions and stuff like that. It's just gross to me. It, mm. It's just calm down is kind of the vibe there. Calm the hell down. Well, um, yesterday we had we threw a little going away party for for Chris Black, who is heading back back east um, in a couple days. Just a few short days. Back to the motherland. We were talking about maybe doing a little little holiday vacay trip to uh, to Atlanta, Georgia, to the Big South. Since there's nowhere um, else we're allowed to go yeah, right now yeah well i mean i think that that we could give you guys a nice tour of of you know some of the hot spots charleston nashville that's really it uh but mm-hmm. you know it, the weather is i mean obviously it's not better than california but it, it's it's pretty good for a win, <laughs> a winter location and i know <laughs> damn all right bro put the bong down i know that i know that um you know, you appreciate seasons, so you will get a little crispy air. You might get a little rain, but it's not going to be a real New York style winter in Atlanta. Or, yeah, or I'm fine with that. Cities. As long as I'm going to a place like that where I know it ain't going to be no like the the expectations are already set. Like if I go, yeah. if 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 my life partner and I book a Hawaiian vacation on a whim and we go there and it's just raining the whole time, I'm going to be well pissed and not in a drunk way. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, if if it is if it is pissing down in in Hawaii, you're like, this is absolute bullshit. I fucking hate this. It's a waste of my money, a waste of my time. If I was going to sit in my hotel room all day, but you know, if I'm in if I'm in Atlanta, we got some clouds. There's a little brisk chill in the air. I'm I'm going to be like, weather, yeah, perfect fine. weather for a matching Burberry jackets. Actually, Ooh, yeah. Um, or I, you know, I, I go say. to New York and you're like, what the hell? It snowed. You know, it's this is crazy. It's um, that, that, I, I I welcome that. But I think this is, yeah, I think this could be a good idea. You know, a nice little, you know, three-city tour. Um, you know, we'll do, we will do, we'll, we'll be doing shows outdoors, uh, socially distanced. Um, tickets will be $50. There's no free merch, no alcohol or food. Um, no meet and greets. Absolutely no meet and greets. 
Yeah, we're, we'll, we do unofficial meet and greets, but yeah, nothing sanctioned. So nothing like if sanctioned. you, if you, if you see us, if you just see us at a supermarket, you know, say, say <laughs> yeah, hi. Yeah. If you see us at the turnip truck in East Nashville, feel free to approach. Yeah, it is. Um, it is weird. Whenever you know, lately, whenever we've been hanging out, it's there's been interesting uh, phenomenon where there's always somebody that comes up and says, "Hey, listen to the show. We just wanted to say what's up." And I mean, obviously, it's cool. I, I like that, but I think it's all. It only really happens when I'm hanging out when we're hanging out together. I guess because your voice is so specific and and distinctive that people hear it from you know far and wide whereas i'm right. i'm kind of I'm, I'm i'm able to slink my way through life <laughs> bitch you're not able to slink anywhere they even, see your even giant ass walking they can see you over the aisles in the grocery store what yeah yeah i mean but that's kind of my that kind of is more to my point even more so of like despite me being a casual male xl sized Mm-hmm. Uh, my my casuality is so strong in me that that I am not really ever disturbed by a stranger. It's very Unfortun- rare. Unfortunately, I'm approached constantly. Um, it's hard. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to the police about it. There's not much they can do. It's it's you know, but it, paparazzi but there's is also legal. More, <laughs> there's more irony going on there because I'm I'm the one out of the two of us who is a stop and chatter. I will I will talk to you. For a long time, to the point where you hate it and it's uncomfortable and bad for everyone. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm walking around. You but hate it. I think the fact that I'm asking for it so much, or like it titillates me so much to to chat up random strangers versus you, where you're not you're not you're not antisocial, but and if somebody comes and says hi to you, you're obviously going to oblige and and have a nice little you know two three minute you know what's up session and keep it moving you're not going to be a dick what's but up what's up session? you want to have a what what up session but but i think the fact that you are not necessarily asking for it or maybe you are and it's and i never notice it because you're so good at hiding it but maybe you are I mean, I'm you're pretty friendly. I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm not i wouldn't say i'm not friendly I, i'm not no, you are like, friendly i but i mean i think that the best part about being approached is that it, it's uh Showing us that we have a wide swath of listeners, uh, oh, wider than we, wider so, than maybe we anticipate, <laughs> maybe wider than we anticipated. You yeah, know, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in one trip to Erwan, we were approached by a you know early thirties uh, creative woman, um, <laughs> a, and a fi- a probably fifty year old like pavement fan vibe. You, you know what I mean? So An early thirties cool. creative woman. I'll, also, I like the fact that if you if you like this podcast or you listen to this podcast enough to stop us on the street and let us know that, then there's there's you know a ninety percent chance that those people are listening to this right now. So maybe we need to describe these people in a more sexy just and did. flattering light. That's a nice way to describe. I'd love to be described that way. Uh yeah, I mean, you know, let's say okay, so the person that you said is a a pavement fan in their 50s. I'm going to say we have a um, you know, a 42-year-old music lover with discerning taste. And then that person, Peter is going to be like, "Hey man, I'm actually He 40, does have cool. I'm actually he, 44, he, but thanks for letting me know I'm 42." He seemed that like the really kind of guy that I would link and build with on a Spotify playlist collaboratively. Mm-hmm. That that's the kind of guy. He seemed like he had cool taste much like me. Did you um, want to give a personal shout out to the 
<clears throat> the thirty-year-old uh, female creator, creative. Uh, yeah, Mariana is her name. Oh, um, okay. But I, she's because she does know J- James, my partner in public announcements. So there's there oh, is some, it, a it, little it. bit of a personal connection there. But I had never met her before. These waters run deep. Well, these water these waters run deep. But Peter you know, and Mariana of Erewhon fame. Thank you so much. And you I know, and then I ran into my I, I, about you, both you I ran into my uh, kissing uh, right uh, now. I ran into a friend named David who had just moved here from New York and he was like, what's up? And then pulled his phone out of his pocket and showed me that he was literally listening to the current episode Damn. as he saw me, which that's got to be trippy. Cause I, I mean, I don't, that is trippy. And what if, I'm wondering is when if I ran w- into when... Joe Rogan at the <laughs> taco stand, you know, while I'm listening to Joe Rogan, that would jar me. That would that would jar me, and I would be I would be overwhelmed with excitement to have that interaction. To be like, dude, look, look literally right now, when it's you like you're and, in my head. When you and Joe Rogan are Barton Springs taking a dip in beautiful Austin, and you just mm-hmm. look over, that's that's a moment for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is a moment. But I, I'm just waiting for the moment where I mean, it, like you were saying, to be able to press the flesh with our with our listeners is a lot more interesting than just reading. The Spotify um, analytic demographics, where you're like, okay, you know, yeah, well, I mean, sixty-five percent male, forty, thirty-five percent female, age range, you know, the all, you know, the the age range that you would think listens to us is the age range that listens to us. The countries of of origin, you know, obviously most of the audience is from America, but listeners from all over the world. Well, let's and not. Then some I mean, places will be more our- surprising than others, but but in order, but to be able to. You really kick the tires, press the flesh, mm. smell, yeah. sniff, and inspect them. That well, that is priceless to be able maybe, to look under the hood of these fans to really know what Peter tick, what makes Peter tick. You know, I agree. I mean, I think maybe this this southern you know holiday tour could turn into a little bit of a how long gone tour if we wanted to because you know the South they've thrown the gates open. The yeah, gates yeah, are yeah. not locked. The gates are not locked. The we South, could probably the South won't need to pod again because it, huh, bro, <laughs> brother it never stopped it never stopped so we could probably you know sequester a local barbecue joint and you know have <laughs> have people come join us at some at some picnic tables outdoors while you chat out on some grub mm-hmm. and just link and build with some of some of the listeners yeah 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 this kind of feel yeah and we'll what if i have uh you know what if I drink a beer with the local townspeople, you know, like mm-hmm. when Bill Clinton would go to like a, 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 yeah, a, a yeah, meet exactly. and three. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Damn, man. Like you'd go to McDonald's too. What the hell? You keep it real much like a former president. And I like that about you. Mm-hmm. I, I like that about you a lot. Mm. I, and, and also lastly, to that point, what makes me sad is that i I worry that, and I predict and fear that, you are more likely to be asked to hold someone's newborn baby in a situation like that than I am. Yeah, you don't look very strong. Like you don't look like you <laughs> could support the weight of a child. Whereas I, on the other hand, I, I look like I could, I could have you know one wow. in each arm for the photo op at least. No, the only the only thing strong about you is is that voice of yours. But you know, oh, here, here we go again. You you, you are you, sure you're a strong guy, but you know. You 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 know what people say like the vanity muscles like those those who only work out 
Mm-hmm. The the vanity muscles. You're kind of the opposite. You only work out the non cosmetic muscles. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're over here. And you're like, oh this I um see. this this F12 fibula conductor tendon. Oh, it's fucking beast mode right now. And they're like, actually, bitch, what is that? Like, show me a bicep, bro. Where the where the pecs is triggering? At? This is triggering to me because I relapsed last night, Jason. Uh, on I, I started watching chiropractor videos again. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I didn't Damn. want to. Alert I didn't the want media. to. I didn't. I didn't want to. But I hit. I hit YouTube. I can't remember what I was looking at. I think I was looking at like a. You know, of course, like an REM MTV promo from 1986. And you know, I look over to my suggested column. Mm. You know, and mm. there's there's one sitting there. You know, and it's so it's, you were not able to make it through. No nut November, um, no, but the nut no. is not is not no semen. crack it, no crack November, bro. I couldn't make it yeah, through. Yeah, it is. It I is had the, to get my crack on. It is the cracking of that of that wicked siren song of a macadamia nut. <laughs> oh, let me get one more. Are you and you were so close because we are literally what one day away one day from away, December. I just I couldn't help myself. I was you know I was feeling you got a hit low. with the pop ups. You know that's the was, pro- we talk about the algo a lot on this podcast, and it's but, no surprise. The algo's that coming you, for me. You fell victim to the algo. So showing somebody that a person like you who only has non cosmetic muscles was also not strong enough to withstand and resist. No. That that's proof that my muscles are in fact weak. I mean, I yeah, mm-hmm. I I couldn't help myself. And I gotta say, so, you know, I still, I still made it to bed at a reasonable time, but I probably stayed up an extra thirty minutes damn. to watch some. I mean, chiropractor it, videos. Is, it is like there are uh, our friend Ben Benjamin Edgar. He, I know, I don't know if he wants me to air out his algo laundry, but I know he's also a member of Chiropractor Hive. He know, knows Real chiro- chiropractor videos on YouTube. He's he's the kind of guy that really just got to. Got to see somebody getting cracked out and 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 zoning out on the table and really, you know, getting that getting that lower back nut zoning out on the table. But I do. I mean, <laughs> what it, ab- it, I mean, I the, the the what I'm saying is the the type of person. It's it's a very interesting and specific subsect of people who are like very intelligent, very you know pragmatic. Uh, you know, scientific minds. I'm talking more about Ben than you right now, a little bit. But you <laughs> yeah, know, I knew you're being like, way too nice you know, to be talking su- about me. But thank you. Successful people who have logical thought, and you know, they're they've they've done very well in life. But they also have a a, a deep seated obsession with watching people get their uh, their look, their look bone their bones cracked by by well, a strange person it- on on the internet. That satisfaction. Uh, you know, well, Jason, first of all, I would dubious, like to say dubious thoughts is what I'm saying. I would like to say satisfaction is the death of desire. Um, so I would like to point that out. So I think that maybe I needed that right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, for those yeah. who know, RT, if you, you know, needed to hear that right now, but I, I do think that the, um, I, I do think that maybe the, you know, as an athlete, I love to see other people unlock, um, you know, pain to be able to achieve more in their daily life, whether it be athletic or otherwise. Okay. So I, I think that's what hits for me. I also think that um, sometimes the 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 
you know, the science behind it. I'm not really a science or math guy, as you can tell. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. But I, I, I do like that these kind of dumb, dumb seeming chiropractors can, you know, just go into all these facts about the human body and identify all the muscles and bones. And you right, know, right. it's interesting. Yeah. The same way where if I'm trying to talk myself into doing a, a home, a, a self inflicted coffee enema, I will listen to mm. these people, you know, preaching all the amazing benefits from it and i'm just like you know what this uh this lady who lives in like a hut she's got something going on like i i I get it and i i i'm which brings me to my question is how much do you think the uh you know the failing chiropractic arts are a little bit of you know snake oil type of uh type Uh, of behavior because that's i mean i'm not alone i I don't think that i think chiropractic chiropractors do well, actual things and i don't think that it's just a bunch of bs like when you uh what is that thing where you put the the wax inside of your ear and then you pull it out and you're like see look at all this stuff oh uh, that's called ear candling and that is real but um <laughs> i see think that, that well that's like I, that's the thing that's been proven to be not real and it's just a, well it, it doesn't matter if it's real or not like i i've done it before right, right, right. and then there's and a you bunch received, of fucking wax in it so it's and like you it received, must have worked. well i think the the point is whether or not it's real or not, you 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 were able to receive satisfaction yes, the, or the pleasure from effect that. Is all real? I think that with no, no. I think well, also I like the, that the, that sentence. The placebo effect is real. Uh, That's something to think about album, on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Album in stores. <laughs> um, I think that the the chiropractic arts are real. Um, but also I just want to point out the videos I'm watching are a combination of of chiropractic arts uh massage therapy uh fascial scraping etc etc so it's not Mm, just that's what makes that's what makes the approach so interesting and i unfortunately have never been able to find someone that combines all these things because i'm really interested in it for myself um so you're you're a multidisciplinary fan you don't just do thai kickboxing or brazilian jiu-jitsu you do a little bit of everything and that kind Mm. of that you know let me put it into tj terms it's like a buffet you know, and you can pick. You know, you pick a few things, and they and they go well together. You telling me I can get all of this? You, and it might surprise you, but I do. I do think that um, that that it just. I don't know. I, I need to. There's a woman I see in Atlanta, and every time I go in there, it's it's only guys that are your height or taller, or mm. just giant NFL. It's NBA NFL players and big CB. And mm-hmm. it's the most it's the most pain in a good way I've ever felt from any sort of body work, but there's no chiropractic element to it. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, it, it fucks me up. I also, mean, it's full the phys- the phrase "body work" has a ha, has sexual. I know it's not sexual, but is that it a feel, Dua Lipa song, it, or is that just a it term? Feel, it feels sexual in nature to me for whatever reason, and I'm not exactly. I mean, ob- for obvious reasons, but it seems more like. That's that's delivering a nice little hand job, um, as opposed to you know. See, I think that that's the problem that that is the the massage industry is plagued with because mm-hmm. if you're getting a real massage, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is get a chub because you're in so much pain. If you really use your body the way some of us do, you need to focus. The, the focus is not on mm-hmm. any sort of erection. Yeah, but you know, what about dessert, bitch? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Speaking of dessert, no, no better way to top a meal off. Speaking of dessert, let's talk about so so last night at, at my small social distance outdoor going away gathering. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm coming back here pretty soon, but it was nice. It was very nice. Of, of yeah, there of was like the, we had, we had about four guests. Suck on that, Gavin Newsom. Am I right? And yeah, we did have 
an insane wine pairing, not unlike French Laundry. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know. By the way, to our yay area listeners, don't don't think that we're not going to eat at the French Laundry in the mm-hmm. in the in the coming year. It's the reservations Fr- are being planned right now. Because Fr- see, French Laundry now has entered the 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 hallowed halls of super spreader restaurants, not unlike mm-hmm. Delilah, Mister Chow, Boa. All the spots that Jason and I have been hitting. So now a Michelin star restaurant in oh, in the worst gave, part of you Cal- just gave me a terrible idea of like we need to invent our new Mich- Michelin guide, but for it's, super it's, spreader. It's, it's specifically for this unique brand of eatery destinations. Uh, you know, Jason, that, I that think is this like is one- your next. This is your next Substack, bro. <laughs> oh, this is a good shit. idea. This is honestly a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Because the, the, the criteria for, for Michelin currently, the restaurant guide that is made by a company that makes tires, uh, <laughs> is, is literally based on, you know, is, is it worth, uh, is it worth a, a drive to go there? So like a one star is like if it's in, you know, within the, if it's within like 50 mile radius, a one star would, would be worth it. You'd be like, I'm glad that I made this trip. And then three stars, that's like, will you hop on a plane with a passport for international travel simply with the goal of eating at this specific restaurant? And if it passes that, then you get a trace, uh, a number three star, which is rare and hard to pull off. But this is a new world with that, and we demand new criteria and standards. And in the food world, there's a lot of hate going, going up against the Michelin Guide. It's, a, it's a, an antiquated system. An archaic uh, it's exclusionary. AF. It's only really shining book. a light on on the you know the classic French brigade style restaurant, white tablecloth snooze fest, and it does not focus on you know cool young yeah. you know. So we need to break down driven eateries, perhaps. I think we need to. Yeah, I think this is something you should start working on ASAP. And 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 I think mm-hmm. this is this is because. This could, <laughs> This should be open source, Jason. This should be an editable Google Doc <laughs> that other people can add to so that we can actually compile a global list of mm-hmm. restaurants that are available for dining during the yeah. uh, coronavirus pandemic. Because no, you know, as, as great as Nobu Malibu is, it mm-hmm. in, in you know, by today's Michelin standards, it would never be given a Michelin star or 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 three or two, not even one. Because no, there's the, so many the, amazing the, the scale, the, but Jason, the scale. Yeah, but has the changed. rules have changed. The rules have changed. You know, this is, we, this is we a good must, idea. We, oh, well, I'm going to dig into like this the, more. Much like the coronavirus, we have to mutate our dining options, <laughs> and I think that that's what we're that's what we're currently talking about. Damn. But what I was what I was getting to, great idea. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. What I was getting to was the um, last night. Jason prepared a a, a small um, feast. Uh, mm-hmm. For the going way that included his famous TJ guacamole, guacamole. Mm-hmm. Um, he surprised us though with the little uh, a, a tofu banh mi, which I had not had one of those in a very long time. Really hit the spot, mm-hmm. a- and and um, then there was some. Carolyn made some. Um, what were those? Just, those were. She made some fresh uh, rolls, some some spring rolls, some not. Fr- but is a spring roll traditionally fried, and then it's something different? If you it's know, not, I always or- get I always get it mixed because there's spring roll and there's summer roll, and I and I, I believe it's a summer roll that's not it could fried. be a, yeah. And then there's also egg roll, which is always fried. So it, 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 I, this is information that is probably easily Googleable, and I I think that both a spring and a summer roll can appear unfried. 
And I don't. Mm. I, I think it has to do with like what ingredients are inside of it. But that, but uh, since I was feeling like a little bit of a bad boy, mm. um, and I'd had a, a craving for a New York delicacy that luckily, you know, on on Third Street in my favorite neighborhood of West Hollywood, they've opened a location, Magnolia Bakery. So I, mm-hmm. I pre-ordered a medium-sized tub of banana pudding. <laughs> it was a tub. And I, I got to tell you, man, that was a crowd pleaser. Yeah, it was a crowd pleaser. I uh, Banana cream pie, one of my all-time favorite pies. I think Apple, I actually Apple know, I actually didn't know that, TJ, by the way. I, I didn't know that was one of your favorites. Ooh, I'm, fucking, I'm, a, I'm a banana boy through and through. I, I know you like a freaky carrot, which makes me like you less, but the bananas bring me back to life. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, I mean, because a a really good banana pudding is it that's simply a banana cream pie that has Nilla wafers instead of a, a flaky pie crust. And now let me let me just for a quick second, you know, just talk about Nilla wafers and their importance to me. Speak uh, on that, you know. my man. Just you know, it's something that my mom kept stocked in the crib growing up. My father loves them. I love them. You know, as a younger, larger man, I like to make a rogue sandwich as I go with a. Peanut whoa, butter. Whoa, 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 whoa. So the peanut butter, I pull it out of the fridge, I get a knife, and I just scoop a little dollop on one nilla, squish oh. another nilla on top, and I pop it in the gullet. Oh, God. It is fire. You can never come for TJ's nasty snacks again. I mean, that's not nasty. That's a combination of vanilla and peanut butter. No, I guess you're right. It's not that crazy at all. But I, my, my household was not a nilla zone. To me, a nilla wafer is just about as boring as, as, as calories can get. Have you seen me, bitch? <laughs> like, I'm boring too. I'm the nilla wafer of people. Point. So that's why I like it. I see representation. But also, um, well, you know, the nilla wafer, not to get all coffee talk on, but it's, I don't really, neither a, a, a wafer nor a vanilla, if you ask me. Um, talk it's amongst its own. Yourself. No, no, I would agree. I would to agree. me, it's, it's just a- like, here's a plain kind of soft cookie that is flavored with sugar and a little bit of uh, vanilla extract. Let me let me say something to you though. Depending on, you know, you're probably getting yours from John's or some other budget grocer. <laughs> but if you go to a high-end uh chain grocer, something like a Publix maybe, um since we're thinking <laughs> about the south, since we're thinking about the south, um and you get a fresh bag, there is a slight toothy crunch to the Nilla. It's not it's Okay, not- when you say a fresh bag, you're still talking does Publix like make them in their bakery? Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh no, 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 no. I just mean a place that's turning over a lot of Nillas. So the <laughs> the stock is always fresh. You know what I mean? Got it. Got there's <clears> so, <throat> so you know, yeah, like, like like when I'm buying my coffee beans, I'll always check the the roasting date and if it's a place yeah. where they've just been sitting there on the shelf all day. You don't want that. You don't want okay, that. but so you're talking about the freshness of these uh, the Nilla the Nilla brand Nilla wafer, where it's yes. a, a shelf stable product that uh, you know I've, those wafers were baked sometime between Obama's first and second term. <laughs> yes, terms. And, I think and they that, expire I think in 2028, and you can the tell the Nilla wafer a good might be. The Nilla wafer might lean southern. Actually, I've never thought about this. It leans very southern because only only southern heifers like yourself would enjoy <laughs> such a well. The such word a snooze fest, the mayonnaise of cookies, if you will. The word Nilla it does you, a disservice you, oh, to mayonnaise. First of all, you fucking post pictures of mayonnaise on your Instagram story, so let's not go there. But yeah, I but also that, here's the thing about mayonnaise: a great ingredient that you ju- that you don't really eat on its own, but uh, a Nilla wafer. You know that's a you, you that's a that's a cookie that you uh, when when I but eat a I cookie do, the only thing I'm eating it with is motherfucking milk. God damn it! But I do think that vanilla 
with the with the uh you know in the pudding is is it does end up being a nice consistency it does it it turns it gets a, a, need a mush need going kind of. that is kind of nice it. but if to me gun to my head if i'm meant to choose between a soggy stodgy vanilla wafer or a flaky buttery crispity crunchity peanut buttery pie crust it's a it's truly a no-brainer decision interesting well look i the pie I also, crust will I, knock that flavor out jake paul style well yeah we need to talk about that moving on from dessert jason's favorite celebrity youtube star jake paul who uh doesn't believe in coronavirus um mm -hmm. apparently mm -hmm. he he i don't watch boxing because i'm an evolved human and i don't need to watch two people try to kill each other for sport i can just watch you know um sex in the city or whatever else is on mm -hmm. uh sometimes but, those those kittens are basically doing the same thing as uh guys in the boxing room am i right how catty great they point. are great point yeah and they have better clothes on when they're doing it mm -hmm. but uh i so jake paul apparently beat up this basketball player pretty bad <laughs> is that is that your takeaway or am i, am I missing yeah something? i think so i think what happened was while america was so busy you know policing each other for you know, wearing a mask at a park, they went around and messed up and let Jake Paul become the uh, the strongest, toughest warrior on the on the face of our planet. He can now beat think, everybody up, and that's not cool. But I don't think. Look, I mean, I, I believe, and I, I could be wrong, but I think that Jake Paul might have a history of of fighting, a history of violence. Isn't that a movie? Like, well, no, he definitely has a history of violence, yeah, but I mean, like, I think he's actually trained because I because I believe he's he. No, he's, that's all he does every single day is train boxing nonstop. So this because guy, that's all he's got left because no. So this basketball, this basketball player Nate Rob Nate Robinson is his name, correct? I guess I don't know. I don't know. He, no I, th I think sports. he just like I think he just like put down the basketball. Was like, yeah, I got this little loser mm -hmm. and got his ass whipped like to the point where it's dangerous. Like I think he might get CTE. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, literally, Jake Paul. So he's like, he's a he's a guy who's like a high school bully who then became a famous person because of social media, and the world kind of rejected him for being a terrible person. He offended a lot of people. He did a lot of terrible things, and now he's basically just you know reverting to childhood bully tactics of just like I'm just going to start you know fighting like fighting people is the only thing that he's got left and unfortunately he's damn good at it mm, i've never watched I, a fight of his because many reasons but just from what people are saying the man the man has he's got hands and he's nice he with got them. he's got hands but i just the 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 i see all these people talking about this and then it's Mike Tyson, who's fifty plus years old, and Roy Jones Jr., who's also old. Mm -hmm. So the 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 warm up fight is a vlogger and a former NBA player, and then the the main mm -hmm. event is two fifty year old men. <laughs> I, I, I I just don't. That just seems like we're not working with a full deck. It seems like we could be doing a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um this trend, and especially um I I think it's especially magnified negatively during the COVID times when. There is no audience. There is no... Like, I didn't know that this fight was happening at all until I just, like, opened my Twitter and, like, people were talking about it already being done. Is it So, surprising? like, before you would see, like, commercials on TV and it was, like, a yeah, big hoopla true. leading up to, like, oh, my God, you know, these, you know... Not, not just, like, old, throw, you know, classic Tyson fights, but just, like, 
you know, what's his name? Manny Pacquiao shit from like three years ago. Like it was a big deal. People would talk about it. People would have their pay-per-views and all the homies would come over. You watch it in the garage. It's the whole thing. And now it's just like, oh, Mike Tyson, you know, boxed a guy yesterday. There's no audience. It has a real like idiocracy energy to it of just instead of doing anything now, it's the only thing that we have is like, let's maybe that guy can punch that guy for a half an hour. And that's the that's the peak and pinnacle of entertainment. It's just very, it seems. But it's also shocking how many people that we know were seem to be invested in this or at least watched it which i don't know if it was a pay-per-view but i would imagine it was it, it, um, there's a crossover of you know people who frequent the sneakers app are definitely mm, into whatever was going on on this on this yesterday good point there's good a point, little bit of crossover I, there i just the the that the fascination with that is just it's it's not it's too violent for me to be honest i just don't it makes me uncomfortable i, I don't like it no, I don't like any of it. It's it's bad, but I'm also like a little sad that I'm a pussy and Jake Paul can easily kick my ass. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, <clears> I agree. <throat> I, I don't he know. Could, he could he could like both of us could get in the ring with him and he would easily yeah. kick oh, yeah. both of our asses one hand for each person. That's fucked up, man. But look, we Which don't is have why the rage. I bought a gun. We don't have the <laughs> we don't have the rage that Jake Paul has. You know what I mean? We we no. haven't we haven't fucked up and done so much dumb shit publicly that we are a pariah for everyone. Mm-hmm. Also, though, he is truly the cautionary tale of what it's like to get famous on on you know YouTube and what happens to your brain. What do you What do you think Jake Paul's final act is is going to be? Do you think he's he's, gonna well, he's definitely going to die? He's Joker definitely going to die style? young. He's definitely going to die young. He's definitely um, going to die. But like, how? What are the circumstances? No, I feel like he'll. I feel like it'll be like a Lambo wreck or like a motorcycle crash or something. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like he'll be going 200 on the 405, lose control. Um, That's no fun. I agree, but I think that I, I could see that happening. I would like him to get a little too big for his britches, and then cause a little um, cause a little ruckus with the wrong group of people. You know, maybe he tries to challenge you know 21 Savage to some type of battle. And then, uh, and then you know, Twenty One Savage, one of his friends, just uh, you know, shoots him or something like that. Yeah, that's wishful thinking, but that's not going to happen. He's going to die in a car crash. Mm-hmm. Okay, R.I.P. I don't think I would say drugs, but I don't think he parties like that. Really, just HGH. Or, well, or would it be better for him to have like a a Weinstein, Bill Cosby style takedown, where he he he's in the wheelchair for his court date? And he definitely gets COVID nineteen in jail. That would be more pleasing, I think, for the American public. So that's and that's more realistic than Twenty One Savage having someone shoot him. So <laughs> I, I would I would say I would say that's a better option. But I'd dare to dream, bro. I, yeah, good point. I, maybe he does party. I mean, he definitely does coke, or he did do coke. There's no way. I mean, that's his whole vibe is coke. Yes, Twenty One Savage's friend murdering Jake Paul is my version of your chiropractor videos. That's where, that's where I'm like, ooh, yes. Hopefully, hopefully, Fantastic. you know, hopefully they're leaving Boa so that the TikTok paparazzi catch it all on film. Catch it all. I was yeah I was also reading up Jason because I've, I've, I've all this you know Dave Chappelle's been in the news a lot lately mm-hmm. and 
you know, he asked his his Netflix, who gave him sixty million dollars for some comedy specials, he asked them to take down the Chappelle show <laughs> that they were streaming because he he said that the contract that he signed as a tw- I found this out he was twenty eight years old when he signed this contract and now he's mad that it is quote unquote unfair. Mm. And twenty eight that's old. That's old enough. That's not yeah, I'm not if if it's a seventeen year old getting signed to a shitty record deal and like their parents are involved, like that is unfair. Twenty eight years old and his he said he had a kid on the way. Like, okay. Mm. So like I just don't I can't believe that we're at a point where like I mean, I guess he's that valuable to Netflix, so it's like they have to do this because it looks so good for them PR wise. Yeah, it is, it was actually pretty perfect the whole way the way the whole thing. No, the, I I I just don't really think. I mean, he said himself, he's like, it's it's not it's it's legal. It's just not fair. You know what I right. mean? And it's like, well, then what do contracts exist for? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a little bit of the Kanyeism built in built in there, and I think that the the way that these networks and record labels and all these places kind of predatorially take advantage of young artists. That is a real problem, but totally, but if you are, I mean, 28 years old, you're a grown ass man. You, you're able to know if you don't know what these words on the contract are saying, and it's for a shitload of money, that's going to change your life. You, you probably, if you don't have the presence of mind to hire a lawyer to go through that and make sure you get the best deal. No, I think that's the whole thing. I think what he's saying is he did all of that and it was just unfair. And now he wants to complain about it, you know, 20 years later. Yeah. Because I think his like original like deal with comedy central, he got, he's not getting like residuals away. Like every time Seinfeld gets renewed for another TBS season, Jerry walks with another 18 mil or whatever it is. And, and Chappelle ain't, ain't got that. And, and he also, I, I don't know if he, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the sympathy outpouring. It, it just seems like, I, I don't, I don't know. It just well, seems like. I think that Dave Chappelle has gotten very intelligent and well-spoken in the last, you know, whatever, five or 10 years, a lot. And he's probably really frustrated. I mean, I guess, you know, same, same thing happened with Kanye. And he's very frustrated of like, oh, now I'm smart enough to know that this was fucked up. And I'm going to do something about it. But the problem is, like, literally, like you said, what is the point of a contract if it's not, it's like a, it's a legally binding guarantee that you agree upon that no matter what happens, this is, these are the rules that we're playing by. And, and if you don't like those rules, then I'm sorry. And if you're bummed about that, then I'm sorry about that as well. But, you know, what are you going to do, bro? You signed it. And I, I, I just don't, Comedy Central so took a risk on you. You took a risk on them. And because you were a 28-year-old person who was, and it was a, a, a low-budget show on a low-budget network at the time that ended up blowing up, nobody knew that was going to happen. It wasn't like an NBC deal for, for Seinfeld or whatever. Like, it was, a, it was a fluke. Poor guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and things I, no ended one... up working out well for him, and I think it'll be to his advantage that he can complain about this. You know, and he talks about like the contractual stuff with Prince and why he changed his name to the artist because that's the way your name is listed yeah, on yeah. the contracts, which is like, yeah, that's, you know, I don't know if that's a bad thing. It's just, it is. No, but it, it just seems like, it just seems like very, very rich people complain. Just, I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm surprised about is the sympathy from someone who is so rich when the country when most people in the country are suffering right now that he's getting this outpouring of sympathy for complaining about a contract that he signed when he was 28 when he's now worth 100 million dollars and doesn't have to worry about anything ever again yeah well 
I, I think it's it, everyone once they get really rich and a little bit older, hopefully they'll they'll take on some humanitarian efforts, be, you know, to use their power for. for oh, and good. I'm sure he does. I'm but not he, trying but, to take away from. I'm sure he's doing that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not saying but I'm he's saying not doing that, that he's chosen to do this specifically because it's something that he's personally well invested in and it's it's and well versed in it's like here's something that affected me and i can teach yes the but this is not to change this system instead of but, just but like that's, donating but money who to, is he te- he's teaching the five people that'll get a television deal that you know what i mean it's not yeah, a, that's yeah, not a, yeah. that's not a realistic no, thing i agree to teach. It's, not, it's not like it's a, a real that, lesson i agree and it's also a thing that he knows a lot about so he feels you know he's just more inclined to talk about that but i think the bigger issue is like though like the system that he is talking about doesn't exist anymore. Like, like you know, whatever happened with Netflix and lawyers and networks and Comedy Centrals and NBCs, like that whole system is is on its way out. It's, and, I mean, and it's, he knows it's it. diminished. I don't know if it's on its way out. I think it's less important. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, it's not. It's never going to be gone. But I think that that old system. Definitely. As we know it is not really going to exist anymore because you know studios despite making a lot of money they're also kind of like it ain't like the heyday it was back in the 90s when or you know even 10 years ago it, every everything is different and these these artists that are going to be signing their contracts to record labels and everything like that who are who are bummed about having to pay back huge advances and 360 deals and blah 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 like they're just not going to sign with a record label anymore. They're just going to be like, "All right, I'm. I have like fifty thousand dollars. I'll do my own press. I'll record my own album on my laptop. Billie Eilish can do it with her bro. Why can't I do it? And and I won't need a label. I won't need any of those contracts. I'm. I have a contract with myself, and that's it. And then, uh, yeah, to an extent. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I find the whole thing just a little bit like I, I'm. Just, I guess I'm just mostly surprised about this outpouring of support like he's suffering in some way Mm. it's like he's missing out on an extra 20 million dollars which i would be upset about if i were him too but i don't care right but i don't care what people are gonna get give him a ton of sympathy because all these other comedians are gonna be like bitch i like i can't pay my rent dog like you are so rich and you get to do whatever you want and i want that and no it's not but it's not about his peers i'm talking about the public in general like yeah. i've been watching it all week and it's just like it's so unfair it's so unfair and i'm like i don't know if this is the i don't know if unfair is the word i would use here yeah i agree with you i mean um, i think like making we've all made bad decisions and we pay for them and this is sounds like that's just what that is you, mm-hmm. you know i don't know i mean i don't know if i don't i just don't know if predatory when it comes to a a deal at 28 years old is the is the right phrase or the right terminology yeah and and or like what what would he have done differently if yeah. he were in that situation now knowing what he knows would he just be like nah comedy central i ain't gonna sign that and they're gonna be like okay cool yeah, and then, and then he has no career. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing. That that show is also, I mean, in my opinion, and I, I feel like maybe most people's opinion, that's the best thing he's ever done. Like, I, you know, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. groundbreaking, like, legendary, really, really important that's television. That's his kid A, uh, you know, most yeah, of the comedy world agrees. And I, I guess I understand wanting to be paid for that again and again and again if other people are making money off of it. But mm-hmm. I also would, I would just be like, yo, this this set me up. Like I wouldn't have just gotten this uh, sixty million from Netflix after mm-hmm. taking twenty yeah, years that off. Yeah, is, that is that is kind of like the weird little tricky subject of like Netflix or Comedy Central. Obviously, 
you know, that deal was weird because nobody knew it was going to blow blow up into yeah. what it is now. And and those Chappelle show reruns could make millions and millions of mailbox money and, you know, well, well beyond his years and his family can eat off of that for generations. And yes, yes, yes. But also, you know, is if, if Netflix give you a, a fat ass bag and they're they're doing that all over again because of that, then that, that's good. And and I mean, who's who's the one? Who who has to pay that money? Like who's responsible for it? Is it Netflix? Like they can afford it, but do they just do it be, to be nice, or they do it because no, they do it for PR because mm-hmm. they are like we. If we do this, we'll look l- not like an evil corporation, and it endears us to Dave Chappelle, who we've paid a lot of money to and have an important working relationship with. Mm-hmm. It's it's brilliant for Netflix. It's the best situation they could be in. Do you think this whole thing is just some some sixty chess, some Queen's Gambit? That's that no, no, being no, played? no. No, I think it's real, but I do think Come this. I, I just think it's really interesting that what Dave Chappelle has kind of like. I just don't find his comedy good, really, but it's also not comedy anymore, which I think is interesting. But like watching that that David Letterman special, I mean, it's it's really hard not to like the guy. You know what I mean? He's very he's very smart. He's very well spoken. He shows a lot of growth. Like it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's it, he's he's sort of transcended comedy, and now he's kind of like this prophet thought leader guru guy who yeah, the vibe yeah it's, it's and it's, thank it's, god because tough. that's that's i think that that's exactly what comedians should be doing in that situation once you kind of you do everything you've you've accomplished all of your goals and now you know are you you became a more intelligent person you learn from your mistakes and now you are sharing your philosophies with the rest of the world and you know in hopes of of changing them and using comedy as a way to you know change the way people think and look at the world i think that is amazing and i think he has a lot of great ideas about how to run the world and you know hopefully he sticks around i could see him being a you know some type of not not a Gandhi situation, but like a modern, you know, if if Gandhi and Jesus and Miro had a baby. <laughs> people love, I mean, people love him. I, I totally get it. I just found this whole thing this week to be a little bit like, what are you guys, why are we talking about this? Like, this isn't, this isn't like that important. Like, I, he, I mean. They announced season two of Euphoria. Why are we talking about this bullshit? Exactly. There's other, there's other important stuff, you know what I mean? But I, I just, you know, besides between Jake Paul, you know, winning a fight publicly um, us ha- us having some banana pudding and Dave Chappelle. I mean, what else is there to talk about, really? You know, well, it's like, the season finale of Great British Bake Off happened on Friday. Yeah, talk to somebody else about that because I don't know anything. I got nothing to say. I don't. You know, I was really hoping that Big Mama was going to win, but Big Mama did what Big Mama does best. She choked in the finale, and then the character who looks like a Aryan youth member who my girlfriend has an odd and disturbing crush on was the winner and who's who is that what's the name uh i forgot his name i don't remember any of their names what did he make though what was his winning bake-off i don't even remember that either this season damn bro this season was trash man (laughs) if you want to bring up great british bake-off you have to at least know what happened no the problem is they're like over the course of the season they all make like hundreds of things like there's like 15 contestants and they make three things each episode so there's like it's oh, just too lot. much for to remember. That's a lot. That is. A but lot. this season I, was trash. But it was cool to see. They, but they made it all in the bubble during quarantine, which I I thought was cool. The show, or they like were they actually were they together or were they separate? The whole so they they took all the contestants 
and put them in a bubble like NBA style and they all lived there. They, they were not able to you know, interact with anyone except for other cast members and the crew. And then, yeah, that's classic. That's classic, you know, reality stuff. That's how it should be. That's real world point one point. Yeah, but normally the way it works on that show, I believe, is they every they film like one day a week, and then the other six days a week, then they just go home to their flat in Sussex or I see or Croydon or whatever, and then they like go about their week, and they they like they have jobs and they go to work, and then they practice. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, so they like live a normal life while they're shooting this reality yeah, show. Yeah, because it's, it's just one, like they one only bake day, one day a week. Yeah, they do it one day a week. But now they like for months they all had to live the whole cast, the whole crew separated from their families, the whole thing yeah. to live in this bubble just to make the show. And then at the end, usually every season or at the end of every season. All the contestants' families come out for the finale, and there's like a big garden party. But now the whole like no family was there. It was just it was odd, but I like that they pulled it off. But I'm not going to talk what, about it what, anymore. Don't worry. What what Netflix? What where? What sorry Netflix? What what network does this show air on? Uh, it's it's on like BBC or yeah, something. Yeah, in, uh, in yeah in in Europe, it's just like the biggest show in. in it's on, on like on NBC or whatever. Um, but in America, I think it was like syndicated by PBS and then Netflix. It was so popular from Netflix that this year they started airing the episodes or in the seasons, um, like in real time compared as opposed oh, wow. to the season would come out and then next year it'll be on Netflix to, to binge the Much whole like, thing. Yeah. Like Love Island or another show that's good. Much like a Love Island or any other legacy British prog- program with an E at the end. Yeah. I was about to say, don't spell it wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, speaking of, of those, those holidays, the, uh, I've been thinking about what, what holiday season is going to look like this year in now that we're all working from home, we're quarantined because I, I'm, I'm looking at my schedule and uh, lately I've been really busy doing a lot of work and I've been, which has been great, but I'm kind of like, oh, I need a little, I, I would no be nice breaks this little, year, baby. No, but I, I'm I'm feeling like damn it. I I should probably take a little some type of mini break or or vacay or whatever. But pussy, <laughs> it's not a pussy move. It's it's I'm just kidding. it's good I'm for the kidding. mental. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, hey, before we get into this, let me just tell the listeners we will not be taking a show off. Some of these other podcasts might give you greatest hits or some little bullshit. How long gone does it do that? We're going to keep the content machine on throughout the holiday season to keep you situated properly with your family okay well that answers my next question um <laughs> no just kidding just kidding i'm, I'm fine with doing that but but I'm, I'm asking all my friends who would normally like oh like winter is here my holiday break i'm gonna get my two weeks off of work i'm not going in the office i'm not answering my emails i'm not picking up my phone i'm just gonna be you know, I'm gonna be on the couch watching college football all week, or I'm I'm just gonna be chiefing. You know, whatever whatever it is that people do. I mean, obviously, some people will go on on a vacation, but a lot of people just use this time of like I'm I'm so looking forward to doing absolutely nothing, just chilling on the couch, vegging out, ordering Postmates on a Tuesday. That'd be so random. But now that's all we've done every day for the last eight months. So what what does that look like? How do we I mean, how do we find the, well, the converse of what we've already been doing our entire life? Well, there's a lot of actually there's a lot of data that shows people have been working much harder because there's no separation between yeah. time wise. No, that um, that is true. But because of that, 
we need we need a break or a holiday or something like that even more, but we can't travel. We can't spend that money that we have earned working so hard on on something that matters the most to a lot of people that we know, which is which is travel and you know, which is taking pictures for Instagram of far flung destinations to make their friends and family jealous. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm the leader. And of we're that, not, so. we're not able to invest our hard earned money into experiences. I know you love experiences, but we there are no experiences I haven't been to a single rave in 2020. <laughs> but it's fucking bullshit. So there's, you know, how are we, how are we going to feed? The, I mean, are we just going to sit on the couch and I'm, I'm going to read a book instead of? Yeah, nothing's happening. I think people are going to take trips, like even what we're talking about, like things that are relatively safe and pretty low risk, yeah. and like it's not expensive. It's not as expensive as what you'd plan, but it like I think it's. I, I mean, I've moved around a little bit, you know, during this. I've been to, I've been to Montreal. I've been to Atlanta. I've been to L.A. I did that road trip like that's very minimal compared to what I would normally be doing. But I feel like mm-hmm. even doing that has put me in a better mental place than if I had stayed literally in one place the whole time. Absolutely true. Or I mean, I'm assuming it must be absolutely true. I'm thinking is what do you think? I mean, I'm, I know where you will stand on this, but I think for the holidays, maybe some type of uh, a concerted digital detox going on. A no, I mean, a no scroll December. No, there's nothing to do, dude. That's all we have. I mean, it's it's bad. I, no, I there, just don't... we have to find things to do. Uh, it's 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 taking Jason, the easy way out. There's 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 24 hours in a day. I can only exercise for about two. And mm-hmm. if there's no work going on, what the fuck else am I going to do? Exactly. That exactly. Not, I don't. Not, I don't not, play. not what the hell else am I going to do? It, you should be asking yourself what the hell else. Will I have the amazing opportunity to be yeah, able to? Do. I don't look, Jason. I don't cook. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't play board games. Um, I don't play card games. Uh, I mean, what could I mean? Like, if if I just have I two can, weeks off, I don't have to look at my emails. I'm not going to post anything. I, on but Instagram. also, that's I'm just not. not look at that's Twitter. not. What what am, what could I do? What could I discover? That's not realistic for. Look? That's not realistic for either of us. There's absolutely no way I could not check my email for two weeks. That's absolutely insane. You can only do that if you have a corporate job and that everyone is in agreement that that's what's happening. Yeah, but if everybody else that you're doing business with and communicating with over email is also taking that break, that's kind of the whole point. Is every we're all, not unlike a two week uh, quarantine lockdown. It doesn't work unless we all do it, you know. So if if wow. I can't turn my emails off because you know I got there's all these Chris Blacks in the world who would rather you know reply to emails at midnight instead of just yeah. That's me. I, honestly, I, I just so I that, also it, have found yeah, I've found it, we all during, have to do it, and that's the way it's been for all these years. It's like okay, the last two weeks in December, it's it's understood and known that we're all going to stop working unless you year, unless baby. you're an essential worker, work in retail or any of those other things. But like, where yeah, if that, you have an office job type of job, I've been getting I've been getting more weekend emails than I've ever gotten in my life during mm-hmm. the, the the lockdown. And how do you feel about that? I mean indifferent? Kind of indifferent. I mean it it you know, like last week I checked my phone, we were playing tennis and I got some emails and it kind of threw me off because it was like four o'clock on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um but also like I don't I mean I, to, for me honestly and I say this all the time, every day is kind of the same. Yeah. Like it, I my true. my days my days are all the same and maybe the world changes a little bit, but like 
the weekends for me, I try to do less because everybody else is out. So it's it's better for me. I mean, obviously, you know, quarantine changes that to some but extent. Is, you know what it, I mean? Is it a good or a bad thing that every day is the same? I mean, probably bad, but this is my reality, so I like mm. it. I mean, I, I think it's, I, I mean, think it's different for everyone. I think it can, you know. But I think that that structure of the weekends of like Monday through Friday, we're working, we're not having, you know, I'm not going to get drunk. I'm going to have a sensible meal and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do all the things to take out the trash and whatever. But And then on the weekend, I am not going to do any of that. I'm going to relax. I'm going to find, you know, find time to do the things that I want to do, recreational, you know, tasks and do them without any guilt or shame that I'm, you know, not devoting this time to work instead of that because, you know, you're prioritizing that. And I have not been able to successfully do that. I just don't, I mean, I just think people have different priorities and I think that's totally fine. If you're the kind of person that, you know, wants to spend time with their family and, you know, cuddle up on the couch and watch movies and pet a dog, then by all means do that. Mm -hmm. If you're the kind of person that wants to fucking physically destroy themselves with exercise and read a book and tweet and tweet then do that mm-hmm. too I, I just i think it's every man for himself out there and you got to do what you got to do yeah i guess if you never ever get sick of doing that then there's no real reason to force yourself to deprive yourself of those moments if if it is truly just uh, you know i feel burned out wholesome feel, pleasure at all times then i, well, guess I don't even know if it's pl- I, I don't even i don't know if it's pleasure if it's just learned behavior but either way right. it's fine i guess you if, know, if there are no negative consequences but i guess the problem is whatever negative consequences you know like 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 smoking six for example like we obviously know that there are negative consequences for that and we'll do that and we don't we don't smoke a cigarette every single day every single minute because we know that's crazy but well you do but if other you <laughs> but you know <laughs> But a lot of we don't really necessarily we're, we're not able to see. You're not focused on the future and what that really means because that's not it. You don't know if it's going to happen, so it's tough to 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 dwell on it. Yeah, and for whatever reason, we don't you know we don't think that spending four hours looking at the explore page on Instagram is is going to be bad for us. We just think of that as you know. I, I guess just, any any negative effect whole, from that is subconscious. Yeah, well, I just think that with anything, and that's a problem. It's like, I don't think a digital detox is necessary for everyone the same way I don't think what I do is for every you know what I mean it's like every mm-hmm. it's every person needs different things that's the the the, the beauty of of a varied humanity that we are are But lucky are, to live but in. are there some things that whether or not we realize it are a good thing for us or yeah even like a drinking water thing <laughs> Yeah drinking water I mean, you know, I, I think I think human interaction is honestly. Yeah, but I mean, if you I think don't drink water, thing. you die. You know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, especially if it's if, if it's not you know filtered. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I I think that I I think that the I'm interested to see what happens during this this holiday break for for a lot of people because I do think it's going to be like uh, just more of the same. I, there's yeah. just no that's and what that's, i'm afraid of and i'm trying to have this this discourse going look, on right take now a, look take a day off if you want as long as it doesn't affect our money i don't give a fuck what you're doing i know but is one day enough i mean it should be you don't work that hard bro relax <laughs> like you, you i mean i think it really boils down to my my not being able to find the time to go fishing i think that's really what it is well look we can look i think this i think this american road trip uh, mm-hmm. I can I can find you some fucking holes to fish in. Some cricks. 
I could. I got a crick. I know a couple cricks in my neck of the woods. You <laughs> okay, know. You know what I'm saying. I got a couple cricks on Deckington. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to be the guy who's checking his rod at Delta Delta baggage claim. <laughs> well, I'll actually, maybe for Christmas, I should get you like a Filson rod holder, like, in, in, and I could get it embroidered them jeans. That'd be cool. Uh, I mean, the ultimate gift is just just have my rod and reel waiting for me um, at the at the Black household. I'm sure your okay. dad your dad knows how to get that no, sorted out my, my dad much like me is is only uh good at a few things but those things he has mastered um mm. that is working and reading are the two <laughs> things that he is exceptionally <laughs> exceptionally good at and i am i'm glad that i mean I thank god have some of those qualities from him thank god i mean at the end of the day those are great great two of the best qualities a person could ever have i no, i think so too i Which think is that's, much I'm, better than like you know Pa didn't love me so well, but <laughs> God damn it, the son of a bitch could fish. You know, like <laughs> he was. You know what? My dad. You know, he wasn't around much. Man, he could really drink. He you didn't. Know what I mean, <laughs> wasn't able to say the words "I love you," but uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, he knew how to fucking fix a muffler. Mm-hmm. You know, and he didn't. He didn't give me many hugs, but he did other shit. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to find out, Jason, because this 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 is looming. We have a couple more weeks of 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 just nose to the grindstone. How long gone business? Mm-hmm. Um, we are we are we have wrapped uh, season one of How Long Gone Live. Thanks to our friends over at Mad Decent. Shout out mm-hmm. to Big Boss Man Diplo, uh, Jasper, uh, Akira, Lauren, Miranda, mm-hmm. uh, the whole gang. Mm-hmm. Doran, shout out to Big Doran. And Thank Lola. you all. Thank you all. Yeah, Lola, thank you. Thank you all for making that very special. We will pick up season two, first quarter of 2021. Details are emerging. Um, mm-hmm. the, fifth, the fifth episode of How Long Gone Radio hit Spotify yesterday. That will continue into the foreseeable future. Every week, Jason and I break down the new music on Spotify. Thank you to Spotify. Thank you to Anchor. Shout out to our boy Armand uh, mm-hmm. for setting that up. And, of course, uh, How Long Gone, the original audio art, as they say in the business, um, we'll continue three times a week into the until the end of fucking time until mm-hmm. the dinosaurs come back. TJ and I will be on the mic talking our shit. Um, yeah, even it. when we get the Netflix deal, that won't end. even when we get. Oh, and, th- and thank you all for copying the the Jam Store. How long gone collaborative tote? I know those went very fast. We are working on sold out a, all eight hundred thousand of them eight, in yeah, one it's crazy. hour. We made eight hundred oh. thousand in America. I'd like to add, but we yeah. are we are going to uh, we are going we are working on a secondary colorway Col- colorway number two on, on, on colorway on number that. two to, to come out soon, hopefully before the holidays. Shout out to our boy Sam Jane uh, for for designing and, and handling that. If with you us, have uh, any ideas of what colors you want them to be, please don't send them to us. Yeah, we have no interest in your feedback. Uh, just buy it and shut up. Um, I think. I think that's it, TJ. A little bit of housekeeping, and then we got more podcasts. Yeah, because this, this I mean, we, we're talking as if this is the last show of the year or the last show of the season, but, what, but it's not. It's not. You know, the show ain't ain't going anywhere, but Chris is. This is going to be the last. Is This will be the no. second to last? Yeah, we have yeah, one more. This is the last one-on-one from the from the, the Los Angeles zip code. Um mm-hmm. Jason and I, uh, unfortunately, did end up doing one podcast in the same room when I was here for five months. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, maybe twenty twenty one when I re- maybe in 2021 when I return and we secure how long gone studios. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe the in person will be more more common. 
Um, yeah, once we get the studio built out, we'll be able to put some drywall or maybe a curtain in between the rooms so we won't have to look there at each we other's go. faces. It's just it's hard for me to concentrate when I'm looking at Jason. Do you know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. hard. It's it's hard. You a know? lot of people tell me, me that. Yeah, it takes me out of my game. The beauty, the symmetrical nature of his face. Is, is it the di- is it the dishes on the side of my head? Is it be do it be the dishes though? Do it be the um, dishes? Do it be the big old schnalls? It's all of the above. I just can't take my eyes off of you. Mm-hmm. Can't take my the eyes off of you. The absence of my crow's feet, despite my age. The list goes on. Well, yeah. that I, I'm not in there. I'm not looking that hard. Um, mm. Thank you all. The thank hairline you all for that appears to be better than you think it would be. Be- <laughs> better than peers. Um, <laughs> I will. Uh, well, we'll talk later, but um, we'll talk to you guys next week or well Wednesday. Yeah, you will. We will. You will listen to this episode of the podcast the next time we release an episode of the podcast, baby. Great, well put, Jason. Uh, okay, we right, love Kane. you so much, and uh, love we'll you see guys. you guys next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>